Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another episode of Three Beers In. My name is Dom, and you're listening to episode 132 of a little craft beer podcast with craft beer heart. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to come up with a little, a little bit of a jingle jangle to go um, to complement the uh, the show, you know, and like a little little something to say <clears throat> to try to um, drive home the fact that we're a small operation about craft beer. But here we are, ladies and gentlemen, episode 132. And where have I been? What's going on? Right? People have thinking. I got first of all. <clears throat> I am humbled. I really am humbled by the amount of emails that we had gotten asking about where I went. People were concerned about my health. Thanks for that. I was concerned about my health, but I'm going to get to that in in just a second. People were concerned about my health. People were wondering if I was okay. People were wondering where I went. And uh, it just so happened to be a little bit of a scheduling conflict. That's all, everybody. It's okay. I'm all right. All of you that were emailing. (coughs) I found out why I coughed so much, by the way, and I'm going to I'm going to try to delve deep into that. But anyone who is uh, who is concerned and everything like that, don't worry. I'm all right. Just a little bit of a scheduling conflict. Two weeks ago, um, well, I wasn't even scheduling. Ari, my pregnant wife, very pregnant, by the way, okay? She's she's in the home stretch. We're ready for this. It, the, I, I wouldn't say the countdown has begun, but we're getting prepared. We're getting prepared for the, like, moment. It's coming. It's becoming more real. It's becoming more um, intense. And I'm excited, you know, she's in a lot of, a lot of pain, actually, you know, she's, she's very achy, and, uh, her hips are killing her, and, and she just, you know, she, she's had happier days in terms of, um, just her overall feeling, but I'm doing great, actually, no, I almost had a, I thought I had a heart attack, okay, we'll get to that in a second, but, I'll just let everybody know I'm okay, um, I kind of lost where I was gonna go, I don't even know, oh yeah, so, poor girl, you know, Ari just champing it out, doing what she's doing, carrying my baby, you know, and just doing a wonderful job doing that. And the poor girl gets a toothache, and then she needs a root canal. So she gets the root canal on Thursday. Let Two weeks ago, I got to take care of her. Then all of a sudden, my birthday hits. Happy belated birthday to me. Thank you. My birthday hits the following week, and I remember, I, you know, I... I I ran out of beer, which was pretty uh, sad, but uh, I didn't have anything to really do a show with. I have a bunch of old beer from when Rob was here. I don't want to touch that stuff. It's definitely going to be pretty funky by this time, and uh, didn't really have anything. But then I got some beer from Matt Daly from up in uh, close to, I think he's from Saratoga Springs, but I know he's from upstate there, and he's been on the show before. He's a friend of the show. He brought some beer over to my home, and I've been I've been drinking it. <laughs> Can't put it on the show. I want to. <coughs> I want to, but when I get down here, I want to have more than one beer. And he brought me, I, I believe, like eight beers, and they were all a different beer, which is really great for me to have, like, on my own, you know, to just sit down and drink and to analyze, you know, with my purview of beer and situation like that. And so far, I've had uh, one of them. I forgot the name of it. And he said it wasn't that good. I actually liked it. It was actually a very refreshing uh, change of pace for me in terms of these these crazy New England IPAs. And lo and behold, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have another one uh, here tonight uh, for the beer review. Uh, I, did this, I did the old format where I drink it before because I want to drink the beers. And I wrote down how I feel about it. And I'll give you the score and everything when we get to that part of the show. Also, very interesting to, to announce... Interesting to announce, but 
Rob gave us another down low, down under report. Straight from Australia. And um, I'm going to play that in a little bit. He's going to give us his um, his take on what's going on there down under. Also, I'd like to welcome to the world uh, Cassidy. Cassidy's here, Anthony and Kristen, who have been on the show before for the mommy episode, where I did indeed drink, I did a blind taste test of breast milk and formula. Both were very weird. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, they have a beautiful new baby. Now they got two kids. It's really, really great. She's having, a, she's had the baby. Now he's going to have a baby and they could probably, I don't know, like walk around by, the, you know, in the park and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know much. I don't know much about kids. I'm having one. So I should probably maybe buckle down and learn a little bit more. But, um, I think I'm going to do fine. I'm going to do fine. But we're going to have a really nice show for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Um, out there, and we're going to just probably just pile right into here, and we'll actually, hold on, before we continue, I I thought I was having a heart attack not too long ago, um, it turns out it wasn't, you know, I went to the hospital, called out of work and everything, went to the hospital, to the ER, and they're like, hey man, you're you're good, you can go home, follow up with, a, with your cardiologist, because I already have one, because I have like a little heart thing, and it's funny because he's like, your labs look great, you know, in terms of your heart. I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean in terms of my heart? What about everything else? This is great because doctors only go so far. I had some high levels on some things, but I guess his he was like, the way I look at it is I'm here to check your heart, fella, and your heart's fine. Now you go worry about your elevated, I don't even remember what it said, but it's like when you look at your results, you know, it tells you when things are high and not. And uh, I didn't even Google it because once you start Googling, you're going to lose your mind and everything like that. But so I went to the cardiologist and he's like, you know, you seem like you're okay. Um, I'm going to put you on a 24-hour monitor and then we're going to give you a stress test. The whole rigmarole of what you got to do when you go to the heart doctor. So he put the 24-hour monitor on me. I picked it up yesterday. This was this was an interesting part. And if there's any children listening, please turn your ears away from the from the headset now. It's about to get... This is a guy talk now, okay? Just between the guys. So I go after work uh, yesterday to the cardiologist's office to get this thing hooked up onto me. And I walk in and she's like, okay, just lift your shirt up and um, I'm going to pop this on you and you can go. Now, I just came from work, so my shirt's tucked in and doing my biz cash thing. And I started picking up, I started taking on my sweater. And she goes, you just have to lift up your shirt. And I'm like, yeah, I know. She was trying to, she was kind of rushing me a little bit, which I was like, Ugh. so I, I mean, you know, I'm picking up, I'm taking off my sweater, my hoodie, because I got to untuck my shirt and lift up the business. And, um, Oh, she's like, oh, you got a whole thing going on. I'm like, yeah, I just came from work. I'm like, what did you think? I was just home all day waiting to see you at 5.30? No. So she she stands in front of me, and she's about to put this this thing on. You have to put a lead on the middle of your chest on, like, your right... Where is this? Like, right under your nip on the left side of your belly and under your nip on the right side of your, like, belly chest. I got... I'm all belly, like chest man tit thing going on so like my anatomy is a lot different than the regular man i'm pretty sure if you got a regular anatomy you'll be able to figure this out a lot easier but anyway so she puts she goes to put the leads on she goes you know you can't shower with this thing right and i was like okay yeah yeah no i know i can't shower fine no no problem right thinking like well i can't go home and take a shower and then come back and put this thing on so i'm like all right we'll we'll figure this out let's just get this thing on because i wanted to get the hell out of there you know she puts the stuff on I go outside and I and I say to my wife because she was waiting in the car. I was like, "Ari, I can't take a shower with this thing on. What am I? What am I gonna? What am I gonna do?" And she's like, "You 
you got to do something. You better wash that ass. And, you know, which he's right. You got to wash your ass. You can't have, you know, a stinky ass. So I was like, all right, I'll figure this out. You know, because we have a, a, a one of those, we have a shower head and we have like a shower hose to hose yourself down, which is what I had to do. So this morning I get up and I'm like, okay, I can't get this. So the, the device, you wear it around your neck on a lanyard and it kind of hangs near your belly button area. Okay. Um, you know, just right beneath your sternum and it's, and there's wires everywhere. And it's like, you're wearing like a, one of those MTA MetroCard like ID holder things when you're like 75 years old and you're on a, uh, on a wheelchair, you know, one of those wheelies, wheelies, is it called? Whatever. So I'm like, okay, I gotta at least, okay, I gotta take a shower. I gotta take a shower. Not so much to wash the the waist up. It's it's the waist down. You gotta wash your ass, and you gotta wash uh, the the goods. You know what I mean? You can't you can't walk around with that, especially as a big guy. I'm a big guy, and I pride myself on my hygiene because there's some bigger fellas out there that stink. You know, and it's because they do not pay attention to the particulars. But I'm not going to get into too much detail here because you can figure it out on your own. Here I am, like, I'm like, okay, I don't want this thing to get wet at all because this fucking thing looks expensive, number one. I'm pretty sure if I ruin it, I'm going to be, I'm screwed. So I get in the shower with my shirt on and nothing else. And it's, I'm, for some reason, I'm freezing cold. It was just such a bizarre experience. I've never... I've never had to do this before. I'm pretty sure this happens to people that have like, like break their shoulders or something or have, or have their whole arm in a cast. You know, you have to do weird stuff. And mind you, you know, my wife, she, she, she has difficulty sleeping through the night because she has to get up to go to the bathroom. And like I said, her body, like she's in a lot of like pain. We try to do stretching and stuff like that to try to help. So she, she can't help me. It's 530 in the morning. And I can't call her in and be like, listen, we're married. You got to help me out. You know, I had to do this myself. So I'm like, <laughs> it was so weird because I'm washing what I got to wash in a shirt. And like now the shirt's starting to get wet. Like, and st- it was just, it was crazy. I felt so weird. I get out of the shower and I just felt, this is the first time I've like, ever done this. Like if I didn't like, if I've been in the shower and I've had no time to like wash my hair, I wash my hair every time. Every time I'm in the shower. I know some people don't, you know, but I do. I just have to in order to feel complete. So I'm walking down the street and, you know, waist down is is roses, but waist up, I'm feeling terrible. I feel disgusting. I feel so incomplete. And it just totally threw my entire day off. Not to mention when I'm wearing this thing, every once in a while, like every 10 seconds, a bright green light goes off. So I'm wearing this thing and I literally look like a... A very stupid version of Iron Man. Not even, not even a morbidly obese, doofy Iron Man. Okay, no Tony Stark humor here. You know what I mean? I'm not witty like that. And it's like people are talking to me, and they notice all of a sudden that like it's going off. I'm like, yeah, I'm a compulsive gambler, and this is like a slot machine toy. You know. But then I have to tell them it's an EKG Holter monitor. It's called. It's not even an EKG thing. I thought it did take an EKG, so I was walking around very slow and like trying not to like screw it up. But then I looked up what the results are, and it's literally a printout of people of like of just like did the heart go above 150? Yes or no? Did the QR interval do this? Did this happen? It's just a laundry list of things that 
maybe your heart should do and maybe your heart shouldn't do and it just tells the doctor if it did it or if it didn't i don't know how accurate it is i tried to be very very careful just to you know get you know just to make sure everything's okay and uh he's gonna but i mean he didn't even seem too concerned this was what was surprising to me now this guy's great he's a really really good doctor you know i think everybody says that about their doctor but this guy's like really up there and like he came highly recommended from someone i personally know within uh the business of the hospital sorry i don't want my phone to vibrate but personally in the business so um who was actually who actually worked in cardiology so uh, this guy's the real deal. Long wait time, but he's extremely, extremely thorough. So when he sees me, he's like, all right, we're going to do this, do this, and I'll see you in six months. I was like, six months? He's like, yeah, your labs are good. You're not having any type of acute, like like a serious cardiac episode right now because it would show up on your labs and everything, and I'm looking at you, and your blood pressure's all right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the halter monitor, see what's up. I'm going to do a stress test, and I'm going to see you six months from now. So if he didn't, he wasn't concerned, then I'm not concerned. You know, that gives you a peace of mind. If I drop dead tomorrow, I won't know. At least I felt good about it. Anyway, we're going to go right into the beer review now because after you say you're going to drop dead, why not talk about delicious craft beer? And this week, we are drinking none other than... Hold on. Got to use my phone to do this. Uh, The Fog That Surrounds by the Cambridge Brewing Company out of, you guessed it, Cambridge, uh, Massachusetts, or just Massachusetts. Either way, it's a New England IPA hailing from New England, which I find quite interesting. Where did I write this down? Oh, I wrote it over here. Pardon me. So let me read the can, and I'll, uh, I'll give you guys a little bit of an idea of, of what we got here. I hate that I got to use my phone, but until I can better the situation, this is going to be. Um, so I see the CBC coming up a lot in forums and on the internet, on websites, Cambridge Brewing Company, you know, people have been raving about them, so I wanted to, when I, as soon as I saw it, I, I picked it up, looked at the bottom of the can, and it says packaged on uh, 2 so it's, uh, it's a, exactly a month old, so that's within the threshold that uh, you're going to have really good fresh beer. I mean, once it hits the distributor, it's probably, unless it's extremely local, it's probably going to be close to a month old, so this is as fresh as you can may- probably get, um, you know, mm-hmm. the fog that surrounds New England style double India pale ale. And it says here on the back here, step into the space with the fog that surrounds. Step into space, excuse me. Our hazy DIPA brewed with Massachusetts grown valley malt barley plus plenty of oats, wheat, and rye. Triple dry hop with loads of citra plus Nelson Sauvine and mosaic hops. It's a juicy hop experience from smooth tropical and citrus fruit characters with a balanced finish. Uh, finish. Cheers. CBC was founded in 1989 in Kendall Square, Cambridge, where we've been crafting classic, unique, and experimental beers ever since. Thanks for supporting authentic craft beer, Phil and Will. Thank you, Phil and Will. And it has the upside-down bottle of the Independent Craft Brewers Association certified stamp of approval here. It's a green can. It's got a pretty cool presentation. I snatched it up. Like I said, I've been seeing this stuff on the internet uh, from this place. And this is the first uh, CBC or Cambridge Brewing Company beer that we are doing here on the show. Uh, the Father Surrounds, 8% alcohol by volume. So uh, I'm going to start doing this with the beers, especially if I want to um, give you a pretty good idea of what it is that I'm having. I want to drink the beer before, write down what I'm feeling. And then share it with you guys. Unless I want to do a surprise. Like, I like doing the surprise beer where I drink it and tell you guys right off the bat how I feel. So let me take another sip here. All this talking. Not enough drinking. That's been the problem. 
doing the show alone. So the look of it. I'm breaking it down to the look, the smell, the taste, and then I give it a score. So we go with the look. It's a pale yellow. Uh, it's murky. Uh, it's got great lacing. I mean, I laced throughout this. I, I pour it into... I can't even tell you what kind of glass this is. It's just a very tall glass. It fits a full tall boy in there with room for head. And I just really like it because I could just dump the beer in and not really worry. I'm going to pour a fresh one right now. So I'm really, really just getting it out there. You know, it pours this color and then something just dives into the beer. And uh, I'm not, when it comes to these, the New England IPAs, I'm not leaving anything in there. I'm fucking pouring it out. I don't give a shit. And I drink it and it tastes great. So I just poured a nice fresh one here, two fingers ahead, excuse me, with an aggressive pour. And um, it's got like a, uh, it's very, it's quite cloudy, uh, but it's got very vibrant carbonation in the glass. You see the bubbles streaming upward. And I really, really like that. But it's got like this very pale yellow. It doesn't have that golden mimosa look that you get from a lot of these New England style IPAs. So off the bat, I kind of like I kind of like that because I, I do like that they're similar but they're different. So you're gonna have these New England style IPAs that are that are these crazy juice bombs. So you know what you're gonna get into. And then sometimes when the colors like this, you, you you don't quite know what you're gonna get. And I just I like that there's a variation. I like that they're not all the same because then all of a sudden you're just gonna like be like, okay, this is just quite the same. Who, who wants to repeat themselves and be redundant? Then I go to the smell. So it's not too dank. Uh, there's a mellow sweetness on the nose and a citrusy smell. Uh, it's all consistent with other New England style IPAs. Uh, I get like a like a melon type aroma, but it's getting on the spicy side. Okay, like an herbal backbone. Not at all unpleasant though. Okay, but it's a little different yet intriguing. There's like a pine smell and like a good woodsy pine smell that's in there. It's just, it's there, but it's it's not too strong. It has like, the, uh, how do I describe that? Uh, let me try again. There's a spicy smell. There. There's, this is great. It's a great beer for the nose because there's a lot happening. It's not just that fruity smell like that tropical fruit uh sweet smell it's a sweet smell it's a spicy smell it seems like there's going to be a lot more to this beer than just the the juice bomb and that's what happened so then i tasted the beer uh it's not the juiciest of juice bombs but certainly juicy it's got a piney uh resinacy uh a nice spicy bite to it it's got a subtle sweetness in the front but it's not overwhelming so it seems as if the hops balance the malt out really really well it's a good amount of bitter at the finish, like sort of like the uh, like a grapefruity finish, um, and the way that the malt and the and the and the hops balance each other here, for me, this is one of the most perfect finishing New England style IPAs that I've ever had. Some of them they they're not dry enough at the end for me, and you know it's they're delicious. Don't get me wrong, they're these juice bombs, but. Sometimes when I have an IPA, I really want that that bitterness, you know. I, I you know, but not too too much. And this this beer really nails it there with the bitterness at the end, especially. It's just enough, uh, you know. But I do wish that there was a little bit of a juicierness to it. Is that a word? I think it was just if it just was a little bit more juicy in the beginning, and then that that so the beer is quite mellow throughout in terms of like the balance it's got a spiciness to it but it also has that sweetness to it but it mellows itself out really well and it finishes really well i gave it a six out of ten because i'm trying to be a little bit more fair with my ratings and you know this beer is fairly good 
but I just really wish that it was juicier in the front end, which it's it's lacking there. Uh, let me get some more sips on this bad boy. It's smooth. It really is. Good mouthfeel. A great carbonation. Very, very smooth. Very slick. Um, not too, not too heavy. And there's just that, there's that nice turn there. I'm actually getting a bit of an earthy bitterness at the end, but I wish it was just a little bit sweeter. I think if it was just a little bit sweeter in the beginning, and then it went on this ride throughout, you would have yourself the perfect New England style IPA. It just so happens it's not hitting that mark. And uh, I am, though I am extremely, um, excuse me, I have the burp here. Um, I am quite impressed with this um, with this beer, and the uh, I will definitely uh, be on the lookout for beers from this place uh, again as I go along. Oh shit, wrong song. Sorry, haven't done this in a while. Gotta get back into the uh, into the groove of things here. So, uh, so where have I been? What have I been doing? Um, so, oh, where should I, where should I start here? All right, so my cousin Peter Sullivan out there in New Jersey, right? We went over there, Ari and I. He invited us over. He and his family invited us over for a dinner and a beer tasting. Oh, what a great time that was. What a wonderful family they are. And it's just so wonderful to to have people like that around you. So he and I sat down, and we talked beer from, like, I'd say 6 o'clock at night to midnight. I mean, we, we took a break in between to have dinner with the family. You know, Famous Days Barbecue, pretty darn good. Not as good as the ribs that he makes. Oh, oh! I can't wait for the family reunion for those ribs. We had a nice, a uh, really nice time. You know, his family is so beautiful, so wonderful. They're really, they're really great to be around. And you know, it's it's really, really good when you get people like that in your life. But when they're your family, it's even all the sweeter. So we're sitting down, we're talking beer the whole time. You know, we're the whole time we're talking beer, and he was talking about how. Uh, where he goes to Joe Canals, they have a, a refrigerated section with beers strictly from his state of New Jersey. Like it's right over the bridge. It's not too, too far. And lo and behold, uh, we, we sat down there, and I think we had three to four beers. I got to tell you, I brought him... Now, look, we, we did a, a, a Brute IPA here on the show before from Stone. Enjoy by. I think it was 122.19. So excited to do that beer, dude. Ever since I read this article about the bone dry IPA, it was what I was seeking out. And and then I just had a, a not so dry IPA from Stone. That's what that turned out to be. So now I'm going out to, to, to Peter's house, Pete and Vivian's and the kids, and I'm you know, I'm talking to, to my wife and I say, Ari, we gotta I gotta go to Beverage Island, I gotta go get beer. You know, and she's like, come on, can't you go somewhere else? Because, like, where she wanted to go to get, um, she wanted to bring a cheesecake, right? And it was, like, one side of the island, Beverage Island's on the other side of the island, then we got to go to the other side of the island. It's a pyramid, this island. Um, in order to, um, to go to New Jersey, to, to go to the part of Jersey we had to go to. And I was like, this is too much. And so I was like, let's go to this beer distributor over here we're going to go to donut world over there we're going to get to that in a second and then we'll we could go right to it was it kind of worked out in terms of like what we were doing so i went into this place it's willowbrook beverage they they have a new location it's not it's no longer on victory boulevard it's kind of it's up by manor road and look i really loved meeting those guys and like getting to know those guys they really were great for our show in the beginning in the inception of the show because they had they had craft beer readily available 
the new location, it's totally different. I mean, they got, I, I guess it's just they got to go with what is best for their business. I walked in there, you're looking at pallets of Bud, pallets of Coors, pallets of those macro beers, which is great because most people drink that. I go to their, their craft section and it was pitiful. It was like I, I could have gone to CVS and I would have been able to probably actually pick up something, you know, and I'm looking at the craft stuff and maybe I'm saying it's pitiful because it's all stuff that I've had before. You know, old Rasputin was there. There were some good beers there. There were some great, like, beers. There's some Founders All Day IPA there. We're going to talk about Founders later, too. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, for okay, I'm a bit spoiled. I've had over 132, I mean, well over 132, 132 or 133, or 100, at least 140-something on the show. And then I've had beer, you know, on on the side. I've had close to 200 craft beers, and you're not, I mean, you're getting spoiled now because you got so much. And when you go into this place and you're seeing, you know, some solid ones, you got the Kentucky Bourbon Stout one, and you got the, uh, there was some Goose Island there. Um, good craft beers, but just nothing new. There was nothing there to jump out at me. But then I looked down and I saw Sierra Nevada Brute IPA, and I said, nice. Thank you, Willowbrook Beverage. I miss you guys. You guys are great, and I wish you nothing but the best. But I got to shop exclusively at Beverage Island or places that are going to at least get newer craft beers, and I got to do that. That's just me. That's capitalism, babe. So I get that beer. We go across the street to Donut World, which you want to talk about capitalism. Why go to Dunkin' Donuts when you watch these people make these crazy donut combinations directly in front of you? Am I being endorsed? I mean, uh, they pay for this endorsement? No. But we got a Lucky Charms donut, a Fruity Pebbles donut. We got donut with maple drizzle bacon, real bacon bits on there with maple drizzle glaze on there. We got a blueberry crazy donut. The fucking donuts were out of this world. And I just couldn't wait to get to the house to just show them. I wanted to just show them how crazy these donuts look. They make these donuts right in front of you. Really, really cool place. Really, really fun. And uh, not too expensive neither. And we, we were able to, to and then we, you know, we pack up the car. We're going out to Jersey. Get to Pete's. And I'm, I'm super excited because I know he's got good craft beer. Like, this is, he's... You know, I really love talking to the guy because he's he's truly a fan of the craft, you know, and we could sit and talk beer for for hours, which is just so much fun, you know, especially when that's like your main hobby. You know, I do this show. I'm going to get into brewing, talking beer with somebody, craft beer with somebody. It's just so much fun. And there he is. He he went to try to find Bolero Snort's I Bless the Rains. And he found a Bolero Snort double IP. I think it was, was it a New England style IPA? Uh, he, oh, God, I forgot the name of it. But it was so fucking good. It was so delicious. We he had we had uh, an East Coast style IPA. Because like I said, you know, even though Beer Advocate has New England style IPA down, they're all so different. They're all so different. Because we had this first one. It was called like an East Coast IPA, New England IPA, whatever. It was down as one of these. Then we had the Bolero Snort one, which was just so fucking good. Then we had we had a cough, uh, some donut one in between that was fairly pleasant. He didn't like it very much. But for what it was, I enjoyed it. It was like a French brioche. I don't know how to speak French. French brioche cheese not cheese donut and we had those donuts it was just so donutty uh, you know it the the can was like a like a uh, 
old-fashioned donut smothered in chocolate glaze and sprinkles all over it. But when you tasted it, you didn't get that at all. There was a little bit of a coffee flavor in there, too. But it was okay. And then the Bolero Snort was the star of the show. I... I felt like I showed such disrespect and dishonor to myself, to my family, to to his home. Disgraced his home. Disgraced it by getting the Sierra Nevada uh, Brewed IPA. It tasted like drinking dishwater that had like it tasted like if you if you had if you were drinking champagne out of a flute, drank it halfway, put it in the sink, put dishwater in it, and let it sit for a week, then you drink that. That's what that fucking beer tasted like. It was disgraceful. We sat there and we just threw it out. It was disgusting. And he said to me, he goes, Does this mean because of like how this is now the second time you've been burnt, burnt by a brewed IPA, are you ever going to even try it again? And I said, I don't fucking know, dude. Because every time, I, every time I've done it, I've just—it's been terrible. So hopefully, I'll be able to maybe give it another try. Maybe if Dogfish Head comes out with one, maybe they're not doing it for a reason. Because if anything, I thought Dogfish Head—maybe they've done it already. You know, they got everything. You know, they got so many different kinds of beers. But um, <clears throat> it was really, really great because when I got to his house, um, he presented me with a gift of beer. It's great stuff. We got two barrel-aged beers in there uh, because he heard about the the barrel-aged Sundays that I want to do, those little specials. And I'm going to try to get those done, especially if I can't get the Thursdays done with the baby coming. I don't know how things are going to be. I might have to just squeeze in some Sunday specials where I get to talk to you guys about some barrel-aged beers. And because of Peter Sullivan, I'm going to be able to do that for you guys. And I'm really, really excited about that and really happy. So I want to thank him and his family for having us over for such a great time. Talking wonderful. Oh, just, oh, we had barbecue. I had, what do we have? There was a really hot sauce called the Devil's Taint. No, the Devil's Vomit or something like that. But it wasn't that hot. I said, Famous Dave, step up your game. But uh, it was just such a fantastic time. But I really felt so bad bringing such a shitty beer to him. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to now pause the show. and I'm going to play that uh, Rob Down Under Down Low report for you guys. So you can hear from Rob and uh, see how he's actually doing Down Under. All right, here we go. Another Rob Down Low Down Under report. Uh, This is the second one I'm recording. I'm going to try to be a little less dry this time, uh, it's a little difficult to just talk on your own, so you have to bear with me a little bit. Anyway, um, going into month three of being four, being in a, uh, this country right now, uh, pretty pretty much used to it for now. Uh, I've got a license, which is good. I mean, I was able to drive anyway, but now I have an actual license like that says Australia on it, so that's cool. Um, I got a kitty cat. We were going to get a dog. All right, so let me talk about the dog. Um, we're actually really in, in the market for a, a puppy-type situation. However, uh, we do live on the highway a little bit, and it would be quite dangerous to have an animal because, you know, um, you don't want to get hit by a car that wouldn't be fun at all so we went to the shelter to look around and uh there was this one dog named leo there and he was really big he he was like a huge dog he must have been at least 100 pounds and um fucking (laughs) 
he's really sweet. So we go and we're talking to the lady about him. And then she goes, uh, you know, he, he's good or whatever. It's just, if you have any animals or babies, he will eat them. And we were like, oh, that's probably not the best idea in the world to get. Because we don't want a baby killing, small animal killing dog on the property. So that was a no. And anyway, so we just said, you know, why not? Let's take a look at the cats and fucking, you know, see what they got. So we opened the thing and there's all these weird kittens and, and kitty cats. And there was this one cat who just walked right up to us and loved us right away. And um, her name was Precious, which we weren't going to keep. But anyway, we kept, we took her home. She's been with us now and she's a pain in the ass, but she's adorable. She's always meowing and shit and doing that claw thing where they like need you, like they mush on you with the claws and it really hurts. But she's a good kitty and she lets you touch her belly, which is very good for a cat. I've never met a cat that lets you do the belly touches before. Um, what else? I also have some sea monkeys, so I, I look at my sea monkeys and they're getting quite big. Let's see. Um, what else? Uh, we got Game of Thrones coming up. Uh, I look forward to talking about that with everybody. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to get that here, but I am confident in my abilities to find it. Game of Thrones, I just finished watching True Detective, the third season. I wasn't very impressed. I mean, let me, okay, let me backtrack it. The acting was very good. Uh, the story was a little disappointing, I would say. But, um,. It was still really, really good. It's always a good show. What else? I watched the entire Vietnam War by Ken Burns. It's incredible. I would recommend it to anyone who loves, who's a history buff. Uh, just the detail and the insight was really good. Especially considering how he goes, he gets uh, the opinions of both sides. So they actually have, like, you know, North Vietnamese historical figures and North Vietnamese um, soldiers and people who just lived in like Hanoi and shit as well as the hey interviews uh, you know people who are involved in the State Department and like you know the government aspect of it and he invite and it's you know even you know the regular soldiers so it's a whole it's a multi uh, faceted approach to it it's really 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 good I would totally recommend it well, I, I, I mean, I've been unemployed for near about three and a half months now, so it's, I want a guy to want to go back to work, <laughs> like, it, it's been fun, but at the same time, like, I, I'm getting very bored around the house, so, um, it would be good to have a job, so I do have a job interview tomorrow with, uh, it's for a government position, a local government position, which I'm pretty, uh, I'm hopeful about it, I'm optimistic about it, and um, it comes with a lot of perks, which would be really, really nice, like I would get a car, I'm pretty sure I would have an office, and I think there would be some field work involved with it, so that would be really cool to do, and the pay is also pretty nice for all things considered. I'm trying to think of what else, like, we don't really have much news that goes on here, like, it is weird, like a lot of people get hit by cars. And there's a lot of tractor accidents, like a kid got crushed by a, a fucking thresher thing 
uh, like last month, and it was all it was all the rage. It's like if one person dies, everyone knows about it around here. It's it's pretty odd because I'm used to just reading about death constantly in uh, Staten Island. And also, Staten Island made the news all the way over here with that mob guy who got killed. It turned out it wasn't even a mob hit. It was just some weirdo who wanted to like bang his his niece. And he, he didn't. And the mob guy didn't want him to do it. Is that what I read? Like, is that what it, what it was? That's insane, right? I'm also having a glass of wine because I'm supposed to drink on this show. But um, I haven't been listening to the show at all. And I'm after doing a couple of these down unders. I'm confident that I would be absolutely terrible at doing a solo show. So hopefully we would be able to organize some type of Skype situation, maybe get me as a guest on once in a while. Just, I mean, I, I don't know how much I offered to the show to begin with, but I feel like whatever that was, it's definitely being trimmed even more by hearing me talk on my own. Um, I was also going to put a little bit of the Benny Hill music behind me, but I figured, you know... You guys can do that in post-production if you want. Anyway, this is uh, the Rob Down Under Down Low Report. My name is Rob. Cat's name is Abigail, by the way. I forgot to mention that. And um, here's me saying goodbye. So, see ya. Uh, okay, hello? Okay, all right. So that was Rob with the Down Under Down Low Report. Um, I hope you enjoyed the history lesson. Uh, I'm sure you all enjoyed that. Really happy that Rob was able to um, to, to 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 give us a, the Down Down Under Down Low Report. Let us know how he's doing. I'm sorry about this noise about the piece of paper that I just you know, threw up. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so. Um, what do I do now? Let me see. I wasn't really prepared for this. I was sitting here. So I had to, in order, to, I'm, I'm pretty sure for the majority of that, because of how low he was, I might have to boost it in post-production. Believe it or not, there is post-production. But um, I don't know if um, you were able to hear him because the music was maybe too loud. Either way, the music was probably better than, than, than him. I do agree with him that probably would be better off doing a actual like he and I trying to Skype or something and talk to each other because that that was that, that was pretty rough. Um, I mean, he really started trailing off there. Do I will say the Ken Burns thing was really f- fucking fantastic. I did get to see that. Um, and I thought it was really 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 good, really well done. First Ken Burns thing that I really saw where there was people who were alive to tell the tale. So, he did pretty good with people who ain't dead. Also, I really hope the music does come through because I had to do a separate track and everything. I literally had to sit here and listen to him talk again, meaning I've heard it before and I had to hear it again, but um I can't I can't necessarily do the do the uh bathroom break now, right? I got to just keep going. I'm going to keep going here cuz I got some beer news and I got some emails. I got a lot going on. But let me drink this real quick. Oh, I do have to pee. I could just pause this. Hang on. <clears throat> okay, sorry about that everybody. I really had to go to the bathroom. I should have just I had time to go and Rob was babbling along, but uh, needless to say here we are. 
had a moment today at work. I just wanted to share with this this with you guys. There's a young man there, a young guy, about 19 years old, very young. Uh, I was uh, preparing the podcast today, and he spotted me uh, doing that stuff. And he said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm preparing for my po- oh, I got some high shit." I said, "I'm preparing for my podcast." Uh, and it's about beer and he goes oh wow you know i've had some beer and i was like i'm sure you have young man and he goes um have you ever had golden monkey and this was the first time in a long time that i really felt like a beard nerd slash snob schnob which i'm okay with because i went golden monkey victory brewing company and it's a triple and he's like, Whoa, you know, and I impressed myself because I was absolutely correct. And then I started talking beer with the kid and I was telling him about the beer podcast, different beers, blah, blah, blah. And how my goal is to, you know, find you the perfect craft beer. You know, that's my, that's my goal in life. And I just felt really, really cool that I was able to ramble off the type of beer that it was and then give him a little backstory about that type of beer. It's really, really fun. And it's a, and it's a really, really awesome uh, experience craft beer, you know, and I'm really, really glad that uh, I have this podcast, and I'm really glad I get to share it with all of you. So hold on, wait a minute. I got some beer news for you guys. Some really interesting stuff. Hang on, I got to open up the phone again. So let me put, let me put the I'm gonna put the beer beer news music on a little folk Bavarian music, which I like to play when I read these articles. I'm gonna share them to uh, the Facebook so that you get to read them yourselves. So. I, what was I doing? Okay, so I was reading uh, this article here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it all come together. I'm going to do it in the order in which it happened so that you guys can get an idea of what went down here. So I read this one first, and it's from the thetakeout.com. It says here, Miracle Beer Fridge Washes Up in Flooded Nebraska Field. Written by Kate Bernat. It's uh, record flooding in Nebraska this month has devastated parts of the state. The floodwaters are responsible for at least two deaths, hundreds of evacuations, a state of emergency declaration, and untold property losses. Several farmers tell the New York Times the financial losses from the disaster will put their already struggling farms out of business. Ugh. Amidst, amidst this tragedy, one small beer-filled si- sign of hope emerged. The story of the miracle fridge, ladies and gentlemen. The Lincoln Journal Star has detailed on this uh, has details on the story, which surfaced on Facebook and Twitter over the weekend. The story involves a Nebraska man named Kyle Simpson and his girl and his friend Galen Stouffer, uh, who spent Sunday surveying the damage and cleaning up mud and debris from property in Butler County, Nebraska. The pair looked out over the flooded field and saw what looked like a mini fridge, and Stouffer took a closer look. Indeed, it was a fridge full of beer. He called his friend over, and he reaches in, and he says, It's ice cold. Let's see what's in there. Okay, it's it's bush, but, you know, come on now. You, you're, you're looking at decimated lands all around you. People are, are going out of business. There's People have died. Many are, are homeless now. It, it's all hopeless, and then there's delicious beer. Well, not, I mean, in the circumstances, it's delicious beer. The pair opened a few beers and took a photo. With the gift sent from the heavens, Simpson says in the photo, it was his first ever selfie. Uh, The post was shared thousands of times this week, and the fridge looked especially familiar to fellow Nebraskan named Brian Healy. He recognized the fridge 
and the bush light and bud light inside as the fridge from his cabin near Linwood, Nebraska, four miles from where the men found it. The so-called magic fridge had already uh, weathered a fire when Healy's parents uh, when Healy's parents' house burned down in 2007. So perhaps he wasn't totally surprised to see it made it through the flood. Fast, few, uh, fast forward a few days, and Healy and Simpson spoke by phone. At, at uh, which point, Simpson promised to return the miracle uh, the miracle fridge. Fridge. <laughs> you know these are eight percent guys, and I'm drinking them all. Uh, he's gonna re- he's gonna return the fucking fridge. A fellow Nebraskan said uh, of the miracle fridge, "Sometimes though the world sends you a break, and that's that's really nice. It was bush light and and, and bud light, but still, <clears throat> it's water, it's hops, it's malt, it's beer, my friends. So I read that, and then I got to this one right here, Porch Drinker, uh, PorchDrinking.com, really great website, highly recommend it. Check it out. Uh, ask the Esbergs. I gotta slow down here. Let me take some more sips of beer. That always helps. Ask the experts. Spring beers they're excited about. And I'm excited too, and I'm gonna tell you guys what what I have planned here. Flowers bloom, jackets get placed in storage, and new beer makes its way to the store shelves. If the recent weather in any um, is any indication, spring is right around the corner. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Portrait. Now, this is uh, Taylor Labs who wrote this. But he goes, basically, he uh, he, he asks some craft brewers across the nation uh, what they're geared up for for the springtime. Off-color brewing head uh, brewer Nick Wisniewski says, uh, outside of our beers, spots making its return and town musicians are Maybach-style lager making its debut this spring. I'm always excited to see Sierra Nevada's Summerfest lager back on the shelves. I'm going to take a note of that. <clears throat> Noon Whistle Brewing, uh, Brewing Company co-owner Mike Condon, he says, uh, We are working on bringing back some of the wheat beers we have done, a tradition a tradition of German Hefeweizen and grapefruit uh, wheat we call peel. In general, it's just a great... Uh, it's just great to think we should all do... I can't even fucking read the way this article is like written here. Upslope Brewing Company, uh, the head brewer there, uh, he said, Spring weather in Colorado can be a complete mixed bag of sunshine and snowstorms, resulting in some indecision in beers that sound satisfying at the moment. Even with the erratic weather, I'm always looking forward to drinking more crisp, clean Pilsners or a well-balanced Hefeweizen to remind me of the balmy months uh, on the horizon. New Holland Brewing Company uh, brand manager Dominic Birdquist, he says, uh, we're really excited about kicking off spring with our new kombucha IPA. Our pubs have been brewing hard kombucha for years, and we found it blending in. Uh, we found blending it with an IPA uh, makes it for an awesome killer brew. The lemon and ginger really pop and make it super refreshing. That's something I might, I might want to try. I never had a kombucha before. Lady Justice Brewing co-founder Betsy Lay says... We have a new rose blonde ale recipe that we'll be brewing uh, through the spring and summer. It has a low ABV with rose and vanilla notes and begs to be enjoyed on a porch with some sunshine, which we will do often. Uh, Touche there, uh, Betsy. Avery Brewing Company Director of Brewing Operations Fred Rizzo says, I'm excited for the brute style this spring. When it's done well, it's crisp, clean, and dry. As a, uh, it's aromatic and it lends itself perfectly to the season and all other seasons, really. Fuck you, Fred. That's all I gotta say, and you know why. 
Shirley Brewing head brewer uh, Ben Smith says, uh, being from Minnesota, spring is a damn near spiritual awakening for me. Uh, baseball returns, snow melts, patios open, and beer flows like water as we celebrate being able to be outside without dying. At Surly, I'm stoked to be making the perfect beer for patio weather, rosé. This lager is brewed in the brute style. Fuck you, Ben. Uh, and fermented with just a kiss of strawberry and black currant. And finished with a champagne yeast. Fuck you. To get at the essence of great sparkling rosé wine. This is the beer you can make a session of. I don't believe you. I, I, I uh, Maybe, listen, I'll go out there and I'll try these brutes. Maybe they're, pre- maybe they're pretty good. New Belgian Brewing uh, says that they're uh, traditionally in the spring. I really like pale ales. They're nice and hoppy without being overwhelming. My favorites are Half Acres Daisy Cutter, which we've had here, and it is fantastic. Mirapon from Duchette's uh, or Deschutes and uh, Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale. This year, however, I'll be drinking a ton of our Murel or Mural Agua Fresca Cerveza. It's super light, fruit-forward, and refreshing. A perfect pair for all those freshly opened patios. I'll tell you what. So, after reading this, this this whole article here, I, I said to myself, I'm going to make this the spring of the wheat beer. We have never really done wheat beers on Three Beers In, and that's doing a little bit of, a di- uh, of, a, of an injustice, because why not? I mean, I personally tried try to stay away from them, but I think this year I'm going to really try to dive in and give them a try. So the, the one thing that this brings me to this part here is I wanted to look into uh, what Founders has out on their uh, on their beer schedule, on their calendar, and I was reading about Founders is in a lot of trouble right now because they be, they're being sued for being racist, right? So I'm going down that rabbit hole. I'm like, holy shit. It just got way too heavy for me, man. I couldn't do it too much stuff too heavy so i said let me take it let me take it back a notch and let's read about this because i said i googled before i even got to the racism uh is is founders a craft beer um organization like do they meet the cut and uh craftbeerjoe.com wrote a whole article on it and said is founder still craft beer and i'm not going to get into the full details of the um of the the uh, the the article because I'm going to post it on our on our Facebook here. So, but it says uh, it's very simple that the Brewers Association uses three characteristics to define craft beer: small, less than six million uh, six million barrels of beer produced per year; independent, less than twenty five percent owned or controlled. Gird me! Oh God, this was a tough burp. Good. <laughs> I almost lost my breath here. Independent, less than 25% owned or controlled by an alcohol industry member that isn't a craft brewer. Okay? And then number three, traditional. Majority of its production is created through traditional or innovative brewing um, ingredients. And then according to this this particular, you know, what do you call it? Their standards... Um, it necessarily doesn't make founders a craft beer organization because they, they sold 30% in terms of an investment to a Spanish company called Mahao San Miguel. Okay, so up until 2014, they were completely uh, completely craft. Then they sold the 30%, and and that put them over, the, over what the Craft Brewers Association would say makes them craft. But this article goes on to explain that they're still pretty craft in, the, in, in everything else that they do. So it's like you really don't... You, a lot of people didn't even know that they sold because of the fact that 
No one's ever heard of the company that bought them. But I'm going to put that article up later. And uh, we're getting a little close to the end of the show here. So I want to definitely read off some of the emails that we got. Um, I got a whole bunch. Let me see here real quick. Give me a second. I got I got I got to really pay attention here because I got I got stuff from way back here. And this one's coming from Tom LaSavia. And he says, I am standing at a craft beer wall at my local shop. and want to try some bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts. However, the brand that I want to try is in a can. I've never invested money in canned beer. Somehow, always been a glass bottle snob. Today, I'm taking the risk and going for it since it's been uh, since it's a brewery I enjoy and a type of beer I've wanted to explore. I know bourbon barrel isn't your favorite, so I'll drink one for you. Still leaves one uh, for when you and Ari come out west. Yes, sir. Uh, would love to know your thoughts on bottle versus can, paying um, extra money, and if uh, you've got any bias like I do. But I'm clearly uh, clearly fighting it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've had beers out of tall boy cans, regular cans, growlers, uh, bottles, bombers. You for you name it. I've had the beer out of it, out of kegs, mini kegs, nitro cans. Beers coming from everywhere. I haven't seen anything different. Okay, so when you're looking at a barrel aged beer, you're gonna the particular thing you want to look for is the conditioning of the beer in the barrel. You're not getting it from the barrel, you know. No one's bringing a barrel to your house, cracking it open, and you're pouring it into the glass. So I think when it comes to a a, a barrel aged beer and being put into a can, you're not going to sit there and have too much of a difference when it comes to the the flavors. That's just my opinion. I've had beer out of every vessel you can imagine. Okay. And it's it's good every time, unless unless something went wrong in terms of the brewing process, where a germ got in there or anything like that. That's when you run into into differences. Uh, I I used to be a bottle snob like you, where I would I would stay away from cans, like they were the devil to me. But what I ended up realizing and learning from uh, having these beers throughout the years is that a lot of these companies go to the cans because they're a lot cheaper for them to to put it in the cans than it is for the bottle you know um kind of like why uh you see a lot more bud budweiser cans out there than budweiser uh, budweiser bottles especially when you buy them in in huge bulks in the stores cans are just easier and they're cheaper so it just makes it so much easier for these craft breweries to get their beers out there uh in a in a bigger uh quantity because they're able to uh to get them packaged cheaper and out there uh, a lot easier. Bottles break easily, you know, and, you know, I mean, I'm going to be brewing. I'm, I have I have to put them in the bottles because I have to, like, press the, the cap down. I, don't, I mean, how am I going to can beer here? But, I mean, when you're in, a, uh, in an area where you want to get them out cheaply, you're going to do it um, in the can. But don't be afraid. Give it a shot. Because it might be delicious. You might sit you might sit there and have a barrel-aged beer out of a can, and it's better than something you've had out of a bottle. You know? Never discriminate against beer, because guess what? You you might be missing out. We have a, another email here from Anthony D'Elia. By the way, I love you, blood. Uh, Anthony D'Elia, who, congratulations, is a new dad. Brand new dad. He was a new dad because he had a baby a while ago. Now he's a newer dad because he's got a baby now. Cheers to you, sir. It's my favorite part of the show, to just drink and have fun. Anthony Lee said, Had a new beer experience and thought I would share and see if something, uh, if it's something you've ever done or would recommend. Recently, after shoveling some snow, I opened a night... That's how old this, this email is. My God. How long have I been out? Almost a month. 
Sorry, everybody. Recently, after shoveling some snow, I opened a nice beer, Saranac Lager, I believe, and was going to enjoy a lovely shower beer. Then, plan failed, and I suddenly had to poop. Typical Anthony DeLeo. The stomach rumbles, and the Bombay... He... Okay, the bomb bay doors instantly open. The bomb bay doors are bomb bay. Like, they're, I don't think they're Bombay Sapphire doors. Because he spelt it like Bombay, like the place in India. I'm going to have to look that up. But I'm pretty sure you're wrong. This beer was joining me on this adventure, and what a lovely adventure it was. The only part that uh, would be concerning is flushing. Particles in the air, etc. But the beer was finished before any flushes for that exact reason. It was a surprisingly wonderful experience. Has this happened to you? Hugs to you and Ari. Hugs to you, sir, and your wife, Kristen. Beautiful baby, by the way. Absolute. I couldn't believe the head of hair when I saw the photographs. Have I ever pooped and had a beer? I mean, there's a, there's a bear shit in the woods? Of course I have. Are you kidding me? Never leisurely, okay? You having the shower beer and then it going wrong, that's understandable. You had to pivot to the toilet, literally, and then you know you had to finish the job. I mean, you can't let the beer go to waste. Have I have I when I've been on vacation, beers are everywhere. In the shower, in the in the toilet. They're they're all over the place. Uh, I fully support this this situation. I am happy that you were able to get the beer down and taste it without the notes of poo-poo in the air. And the fact that the flushes didn't have to interfere. Great job. I support beer drinking on, on all fronts. I one time, uh, with I would, shall not name the individual, drank beers in an, a, not even in a brand new housing complex. The houses weren't even moved into. And we drank 40s of beer and it was two degrees outside. Almost homeless type thing. Uh, Tanner out there, this is another email. I, I, I backed up with the emails here. It says, does beer get ruined if it was in the fridge and then brought back up to room temperature? I want to say no, Tanner. Like I said to about Tom before when it came to the bottles and the cans, I think unless there's an extreme temperature variation with the beers, like frozen and then thawed out, that's going to fuck with the chemistry in there. I'm just going off of nothing, okay? But, I mean, Beverage Island in the summertime, it gets really fucking hot in there, and in the winter it gets really fucking cold in there. The beer from there is good no matter what, okay? So those extreme temperatures aren't fucking with it. I just think if it's like, if you put, I guess if you if the beer is exposed to 130 plus up degrees, I mean, you got to think that if 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 it's at the temperature where like, okay, so you know like when you leave a, a water bottle in the car or a soda in the car, it's comp- uh, in the in the very very hot 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 dog days of summer. Of course, it's going to change the flavor of those things. So I think if you're reasonable about your temperature situation, you know, if it's in the cellar and you're you're anywhere from 60 to 75, you're going to be okay. You can put that in the refrigerator. You're going to be all right. I always recommend don't putting beers in the freezer because it doesn't it doesn't really do well i mean i've seen people put bottles of beer in the freezer to get it cold really quick the only way you're going to have a good beer when you want to get it cold really quick you take um you take the warm bottles of beer you get a a a cooler of ice and you put salt in there you mix up the salt and ice mixture which makes the ice melt faster and it's going to flash cold that beer really fast because and and you'll feel it immediately how how cold those beers can get we used to do that here all the time on three beers in and the beers were absolutely fantastic regardless next email here we have from gabriella uh misery 
I'm not going to read your email, but it says here, I mean your address, I'm drinking a bitter beer to go with my bitter mood. Yellow Dog Brewing Co. Play Dead IPA, in case you were wondering. Thank you, Gabrielle, for sharing, sharing that. I don't know anything about that company, and I, I really hope that you will cheer up. I think you're going to be okay. Um, hey, you know, sometimes shit gets really fucking rough out there. you got to break, break open a cold, ice-cold, delicious craft beer to drown those sorrows. That sounds terrible. But you know what? You're a part of this family. If you got any problems, you just email me. Maybe I could help you out. Who knows? I, you know, I think I have a pretty good look on life, outlook on life. Don't take any of my advice seriously. Though. Okay, so next one we have from Al. Al says, I was drinking a few days ago with some pals and I laughed while taking a sip, uh, uh, taking in a sip of beer, a new Belgian fat tire. Good for you, sir. And the beer went down the wrong pipe. Oh, that sucks. I was literally coughing and choking for what felt like an eternity. I started getting a sore throat Friday, and I feel like there is wet bubbles and fluid in my chest slash throat, and I feel like there's fluid at the top of my chest. This ever happened to you? An infection from the yeast or something? What should I do? Jesus fucking Christ. Al, I hope you're okay. Wait a minute. He wrote this on March 11th. It's been, That's 10 days ago. Hang up this podcast and call 911 now Al you don't have you have pneumonia bro holy shit I don't even who the fuck what kind of an email is this this is the glory this is the best email I've, I'm gonna fucking save this for my life this is the best email I've ever received in my life over all emails in the world okay the, the fact that this guy emailed me about a throat infection from the yeast What should I do? Go to the fucking doctor. That's what you should do. You don't need beer. You need antibiotics. You need to go get a Z-pack from your physician. I'm sure there's an urgent care around from... from I mean, there has to be. Ow. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Wet bub... You can't be this... You can't be this dense. I'm sorry. I know you're a fan of the show. But I tell it like it is. This is dumb, dumb talk. Are you kidding me? This got to be a joke. I've been I've been had here. I've been punked. Remember that show? Jared Kushner, Ashnard Kushner, whatever the fuck. They're all the same, right? One of them's Russian spy, and one of them has webbed feet. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Three Beers In. It's been an absolutely fantastic time. I hope to catch you guys next week. I really want to keep this thing straight and narrow. Okay, get these get these shows going. Al, if you're alive, email us again. If I don't hear back from you, I know that you're dead. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm going to catch you next week.